The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. All right, welcome in everybody. Welcome into the Hoop Ball Celtics podcast presented by Hoop Ball. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can find us on Twitter at Hoop Ball Celtics. You can also find me on Twitter at Ball and Opinions. That's B A L L I N O P I N I O N S for anything Celtics related. I'm coming to you guys now here. On a beautiful Saturday, I wasn't able to watch the game live on Friday. That's why I wasn't tweeting out during the game. I was busy with some other things. However, I rewatched the game here on Saturday, and I, I'm going to go in and deep dive on the on the Celtics 125 to 119 win over the Brooklyn Nets in Game Three. Some uh, great energy, some great points here. I want to address in this in this matchup, and also um, how the Celtics are going to what they're going to have to do to overcome and this really talented Brooklyn team and, and tie the series as they try to defend home court. I think a big part of that is going to be having these fans, but also I think Kemba Walker uh, not playing so well and they we're able to win without him playing well. If he's able to step it up, that could change some things as well. We'll also talk about, obviously, Jason Tatum having a 50-point game. Marcus Smart showing up, playing very well, hitting some really good shots in this game, and uh, Evan Fournier playing solid, you know. Not, not a lot of production out of the bench, but it's the playoffs. The rotation's short, so we'll just go in and, and deep dive on uh, what, what to expect here in Game 3. So going into this game, uh, early on I saw James Harden was pretty aggressive and attacking the paint. He was getting to the free throw line at, at will. They were also just hitting really well from outside. It came out of the gates hot against Boston, really making them pay jumping on to the Celtics neck they were they were trying to like make the Celtics kind of give up in the beginning and I I give credit to the Celtics man they they toughed it out they went through a real tough stretch there in the beginning of going down 19 to 4 to start off the game and they really didn't have a lot going on Celtics couldn't hit anything the Brooklyn Nets were hitting everything you had everybody on the the Nets kind of flowing they were getting to the line they were hitting three-pointers hitting layups just a tough start from the the Celtics on both ends of the court. However, Jason Tatum kind of kind of ends up stirring like a comeback in that first quarter at the 7:58 mark. Tatum hits a step back jumper that ended up fueling a sequence where he he ends up getting going a bit. He had a like a beautiful minute stretch there from that 7:58 mark all the way to about 6:58. Uh, just six points, one block, and two rebounds. One of those blocks was on Kevin Durant. On a little help coverage there. Love to see that. I thought Jason Tatum did a good job of putting the team on his back during that tough stretch and being like, hey guys, now it's our turn. Let's go on a run. Let's let's start feeling better. Let's start rolling. You can hear the fans too. They had only 7,000 people in attendance on Friday. They're expecting 17,000 on Sunday, tomorrow. So that's going to be a big difference. You can hear them boo Kyrie Irving very, very clearly as he entered the arena for his warm-ups. Celtics fans made sure that they were heard and knew that Kyrie Irving, every time he touched the ball in this game, that he was not going to get away with uh, not hearing some boos. The The crowd volume was very loud. I thought it gave a lot of energy to the guys. The guys ended up feeding off of the, the crowd a lot in this game. 
overall, I mean, the offense for the starters was really well put out. Uh, you know, Thompson had 13 shots. Walker had 14. Smart had 11. Fournier had 12. Jason Tatum took 30. So your best player is taking twice as many shots as the second best player. And he's doing good with it. Jason Tatum dropping the 50 points. Obviously, we're going to jump into that a little bit more later. Uh, Thompson was really solid, 8 of 13 from the field. He had 19 points and 13 rebounds. Great shout-out here to Tristan Thompson, who I thought was really, really good in a lot of sequences. He fought for a lot of second-chance opportunities. He was crashing those offensive boards, doing a great job of allowing the Celtics to have second chances at at getting buckets. And it's very important for that against a Brooklyn team because you're going to need those offensive points. So if you don't score at least 120 plus, you're not going to have a chance against the Brooklyn Nets. Clearly tonight, uh, the Celtics had 125 was just enough as the Brooklyn Nets only had 119. But that's what you're saying is like that's the stipulation when you're playing the Nets. You've got to be able to put up around 115, 120 plus points in order to give yourself a chance against them because that's how talented they are offensively. Also wanted to point out. Um, that after that stretch there from from Jason Tatum, Boston did a good job, man. They they stuck with it after a hot start from the Nets. They didn't just fold over and, and let this game kind of get out of hand like a lot of people probably assumed that they would get swept in the series. And they, they stuck with it. They played hard, and it ended up turning into a, a very good uh, sequence for them. The boos were very loud every time Kyrie touched that ball. I know I touched on it earlier, but... It was it, it was hurt. Like it was I'm surprised you probably even need your TV on. You could probably hear it from the stadium if you lived close enough. They were not going to let Kyrie Irving touch that ball without hearing um what they had to boo about. So just key point right there. Also wanted to say Blake tried posting up Marcus Smart at about the 408 mark of that first quarter and it went as well as you expect. A miss teams need to understand he's one guard. Uh, in the league you don't want to post up and you're not going to have any success most of the time posting him up is probably Marcus Smart you know uh, it was kind of interesting just to watch I was surprised that he was even posted up on but you know like you always have those players that try it they they do try it and I was like all right cool let's let's see how this works and Blake Griffin just did not was not able to do anything as far as holding um you know taking advantage of marcus smart because at that point it's not an advantage it's a disadvantage marcus smart's a great post player he's got really good footwork and body control he's really strong in the post and he doesn't let big guys just push him around so i thought he did a really good job there um celtics also you know in in that first quarter they they ended up on a 10-0 run at the end of the, that first quarter to go up 33 to 32 going into that second quarter uh, despite being down as much as 15 points in the first so just huge resilience you know team comes in totally not expected to win the series you're down 2-0 nets come out hitting you hard going up 15 points early on you're like oh no here we go we could totally fold over everybody understands don't have no Jalen Brown call it a wash whatever 3-0 and you know just get us out of here get us out of the postseason but they they did not accept that this team fought very hard they fought back they showed resilience and tristan thompson was also getting on those boards man he was really on those boards getting working super hard i thought he set a big tone there 
Um, Robert Williams left this game with an ankle injury. He only played seven minutes, I believe. Let's see. I want to make sure I'm accurate on that. Sorry, six minutes. He had zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists. Pulled up a, a zero 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 stat line. Still was a plus eight, even though he uh, didn't play more than seven minutes. So, but yeah, man, um, Tristan Thompson. We needed him without Robert Williams tonight, and he did a really good job. Thought we got a lot out of him. Played thirty minutes. Got you know nine offensive rebounds in this game. That's huge. That's huge from him. Um, he's leading all players in the postseason right now with offensive rebounds. And it's not close. I think he has like a six or seven offensive rebound lead. So good job there by Tristan Thompson. Also, Romeo Langford with his second corner three-point shot with nine minutes left in that second quarter. Good to see his confidence shooting. Romeo getting the bench pumped up at the 801 mark in that second quarter after tripping with Joe Harris. He showed some energy, man. He was he was excited to be out there. He played good on defensive side of the ball. I know he was getting caught with some fouls and, and some knucklehead plays in those sense but also like he he brought the energy he wanted to play he was excited to be out there he showed a lot of grit a lot of grind and he was hitting a couple threes in the corners i know he, he only finished with those uh two threes that he had early on he went two of six from the deep and two of seven from the field but his energy level man i i loved it i loved how he came out aggressive and confident and just playing both sides of the ball he gave you know the Celtics a good solid 27 minutes tonight he's the most he played the most minutes off the bench um next closest was Grant Williams with 11 minutes so Romeo really was the only person who played more than 11 minutes off the bench tonight and I loved every minute that he did get to play he he's really good on the defensive side of the ball he's really good switching he does get himself in some trouble sometimes when he puts his hands out and doesn't have him just up he tends to get caught in those reach-in calls a lot so but I wanted to give Romeo Langford his his due diligence there and, and give him a shout-out. thought he did some good things here tonight. Uh, you can tell this team plays a lot different, too. With They have more fans in the building. They feed off that energy. And the Celtics team is super excited, super excited to play in front of a home crowd. Jason Tatum mentions it a bunch about how he loves playing in Boston. This is where he loves to play. Also, drops 50 points for the second back-to-back games at td garden because the last time they played in the td garden was back in that playing game when he dropped 50 against the wizards that's the first time in celtics history that a celtics player has dropped back-to-back 50 point games at home so keep in mind he's on history right there it's also the fourth 50 point game from jason tatum in the since the start of april since the start of april the rest of the league four so he accounts for half the amount of 50 points games since the start of April. Also, I know the playing game, 50 point, we don't know where that one's landing as far as records go. Is that going to go regular season, postseason, a separate category, whatever. Um, but per saying that it does uh, end up counting in this season, per, you know, it is. he did do it during this season. That's his fourth 50 point game this season in general. He then he broke the tie off with Steph Curry, who also had three. They both had three 50-point games this year. So he is now the, the leader of 50 points games for the 2021 season. So shout-out to Jason Tatum, the 23-year-old, who is uh, having a heck of a stretch here since April. I know he hasn't played great on the road in these first two games against Brooklyn, but he showed out here in Game 3 and is looking to build on it as they go into the second game. Uh 
Also, man, Kemba Kemba was having a really tough game. Really tough game. He was questionable going in because of a, a bruise in that knee of his. He shot 3 of 14 from the field, was 0 of 7 from deep. Had 8 rebounds, though, and, you know, 6 points, 5 fouls, 5 turnovers. Just overall, not, not played great at all. But the Celtics were able to overcome that. And that brings me a lot of optimism as far as the ability for them to win another game and, and potentially make a series out of this because if, you know, Kemba Walker is is a solid player tonight, the Celtics probably win by like a solid 15, 20 points. And that's even with a James Harden going for, for 41 and, and Kevin Durant going for 39 points. I know Kyrie Irving only had 16 tonight. He didn't play very well. Their, their role players didn't play very well on the road. Uh, it's not going to get any easier for them on the road for those role players because of all the fans coming in, 17,000 blaring Boston Celtics fans in the stand is going to definitely affect and, and add an energy boost to the Celtics. It will be very interesting in this game four, as far as that goes. Um, jumping also, uh, into about the 235 mark of that second grant had a marvelous block on James Harden. I mean, he got up there he literally met james harden as high as you could i thought it might have been called a gold tenant at that point but the ball looked like it was still slightly going up but it looks like they gave it to him but grant had an amazing block wanted to shout him out there go back there check that stamp mark at two minutes and 35 seconds left in that second quarter great hustle play by grant williams celtics led the Nets 61 57 at half Tatum came out of that half with a three-pointer and just seemed really locked in. Tatum was just getting to the line early in that third quarter, stating a nice shooting rhythm, keeping himself in a, in a nice flow of things. Just was a complete three-level score. He was killing people in the paint. He was killing people in the post. He was killing people in the mid-range off the dribble, um, killing people from deep. He he played an all-around game offensively, and then he got to the line was the big thing. He shot 15 three throws. He was able to hit 13 of them, 5 of 11 from deep, and 16 of 30 from the field. Great job by Jason Tatum. <laughs> and I'm just um, super shocked, you know, to see him bounce back after two disappointing games in the in Brooklyn. So good job by Jason Tatum there. Loved loved what I saw from him. He did a really good job. And now we we want to see what he's got left in the tank for game four. So let's let's see what he has left here. Um, going also uh, five minute and thirty uh, five minute and eleven second spot of that third quarter. Marcus Smart gets the crowd going. He had a nice four point play on Kyrie Irving. Crowd went absolutely nuts. Tatum and Smart pretty much fueled the Celtics offensively in that third quarter, really giving them a huge boost. Marcus Smart was great tonight. 8 of 11 from the field, 5 of 8 from deep, 2 of 2 from the line. Had 23 points, second most on the Celtics. Smart came to play, man. He had a lot of energy. He really is a player who feeds off the Boston crowd. He's also played really well against Brooklyn in the regular season. He's shooting 50% from deep in the series now. So hopefully Marcus Smart is able to continue with this efficiency, continue with this aggressiveness because we need it without Jalen Brown. He is a big, crucial point of this Celtics team if they want to do anything moving forward. Um, Boston has been getting to switch a lot on Kyrie onto Tatum. And Jason is abusing Irving in that matchup. I'm telling you, every time they get that switch, Tatum gets the ball in the high post and 
does whatever he wants on Kyrie, whether it's an and one, jumper over him, driving past him, kicking it out, finding the open guy. Tatum was just making all the right decisions every time they got that mismatch. So I'm looking for them to utilize and take advantage of that continuously going through the series. Just like how you know a lot of teams were abusing Kemba Walker, I think they can do a lot and abuse Kyrie Irving on that sense, especially with Jason Tatum being the head horse there to uh, to get them switches on him. Celtics got that lead all the way up to 17 points with under a minute left in that third. And then they went into the fourth quarter with a 90, um, I think it was a 96 to 84 lead. So Kemba has not been uh, very good tonight, but Boston was able to make up for that from production from other places. And then one, a big place that got a lot of production was Tristan Thompson, who has been a, a menace on the, those offensive boards, as we mentioned earlier, doing super, super good job of just getting those second chance opportunities. Thompson is key catalyst in the series we need him to be this good he had 19 points those 13 rebounds nine of them being offensive totally just abusing the brooklyn bigs they couldn't do anything they couldn't slow him down they couldn't stop him great job by tristan thompson this is why we signed him in the offseason was for his experience in the playoffs and he's shining now and then tatum was uh still being aggressive and getting mvp chance as he goes to the line with that 550 left in that fourth quarter so uh, up 99 points Celtics letting the Nets back in that game, though, with some lazy fouls. But both teams ended up trading free throws late in the fourth as Boston just hangs on to hangs on and, and a, behind a 50-point performance from their 23-year-old All-Star in Jason Tatum. Great job there. Uh, more on Jason Tatum, man. He is just wonderful to, to watch. His ability to attack three levels. He's good on the defensive side of the ball. He rebounds well. The next level for him really is the playmaking, uh, getting those passes down. Thought he he was everywhere tonight. He put the team on his back and carried them to a win. That's no knock on the other guys who performed really well tonight. Evan Fournier, who was 6-12 from the field, 4-7 from 3, had a quiet 17 points that was very well needed, very chipped in, was very timely with some of his shots and his three-pointers. He had one in the fourth quarter, really good. Marcus Smart, of course, going off like we just mentioned. So all we need is some more production from Kemba Walker. Also, need a little bit more than 10 points from our bench unit. Uh, the fact that 115 points tonight came from our starters, and only 10 came from our bench. We do need a little bit more from there. Uh, however, the Nets also had the same issue with only 11 points from their bench. James Harden had that 41. Durant had 39. Blake Griffin had 4. We were able to limit Joe Harris tonight. He only was 2 of 7 from the 3. 3 of 9 from the field. And only 8 points. So um, Kyrie Irving, 16 points on the 6 of 17 shooting. Uh, had a really rough night as well shooting. So don't expect that to continue. But I also don't expect Kemba Walker to continue having a bad night. So I'm hoping that, you know, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Fournier, Smart, and Thompson can all chip in at a decent load and, and continue to put pressure on the Brooklyn Nets. And maybe we can even the series out here and go back to Brooklyn uh, tied 2-2. Um, looking to uh, go up in the series. That would be the ideal situation. I think that's still possible here. It's just going to take the Celtics team to play very well like they did uh, this game. they got to do a lot of things 
pretty good. They got to take care of the basketball for one. You know, they only had 14 turnovers in this one for the Celtics. That's pretty low. They only caused 10 turnovers as well. So they didn't even win the turnover battle. They did a good job with the assists. They had 21 assists tonight and limited Brooklyn to only 16. That's a key to success right there. They do need to be um, willing to pass the ball, trust in each other, and and swing and play make. They also shot 50% from the field. Um, Brooklyn held Brooklyn to 45. You know, three-point percentage-wise, 41% from the field for um, Boston and 42 for Brooklyn. And the difference maker, too, as well, was uh, their ability to out-rebound the Nets. They've got to win the rebounds. 46 rebounds to the Brooklyn's 37. Get those second-chance opportunities. We took five more shots than Brooklyn, ultimately being the reason why we won the game because you only won by six points. You give Brooklyn another few shots in this game and you never know how this game ends up swinging so good job by the Celtics there having the biggest lead of the night of 17 points to Brooklyn having 15 point lead in that first quarter looking for the Celtics come out aggressive man they they got the big crowd TD Garden's gonna be rocking they're you know it's gotta win this one this is this is a must win you don't want to go back down the brooklyn uh, down 3-1 going back on the road you win this game you at least get another another game back in boston and you never know you never know what you can happen if you force a game seven and i'm i'm really intrigued by what the adjustments are going to be here and i i expect the the bench unit to play a little bit better than they did uh we definitely are hoping that Robert Williams is available. I know he's doubtful for game on Sunday, so unsure what they're going to do there. We might see a lot of Grant Williams at center position, or we might just go super small and see a lot of Romeo Langford like we did. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, I look forward to watching the game here on Sunday. Thank you guys for stopping by here at the Hoopball Celtics podcast. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Celtics. Please leave a like. Please give us a, a review. Subscribe to us. Keep listening. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to listen to the Hoopball Celtics podcast. It's been a pleasure speaking with you guys and just having you guys listen in. If you have any questions or anything like that, shoot me up on Twitter or anything Celtics related. All right? I appreciate it. Bye.